Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's Give the Small Talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 60 of Let's Give the Small Talk. Today is going to be a thirsty episode. That's if you drink soda, of course. Today, we'll be diving into the colas, Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola. Everyone is familiar with the taste of the two, but are you familiar with their story? Are you familiar with how Coke almost lost its number one spot because it wanted to taste like Pepsi too much? What is your preference, Coke or Pepsi? Is your preference based off of your parents' preference? Did you grow up in a Pepsi home? Or Coke home. Stick around and you just might find out why you like what you like. Before we pick up our cans of cola and sip them slow, first, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Give the Small Talk and you would like to help the podcast reach its fullest potential, then by all means, please do so. All you have to do is simply text this episode link, this one. To one person in your phone. Just one person. It truly goes a long way. Really does. And as you know, nothing is more powerful than a recommendation from someone you know. So please, it helps out tremendously. And thank you in advance. All right. Let's kick the show off with a little motivation. Three, two, one. Score! Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. Goal seekers, you know what today is. Goal seekers, you know what today is. It's Finish Strong Friday. It's Finish Strong Friday. So you know what that means. Whatever you have remaining on your checklist, make sure it's complete before you begin your weekend. And you know why. You know why. You know what I'm about to say next. We start to finish, guys. We do not start to stop. We start to finish. Okay? So let's finish strong. Work hard, play hard, you deserve it. With that being said, let's grab our cans of cola and let's dive right in. Let's start where it all began. Everyone knows Coca-Cola came first. It was invented by a doctor and pharmacist, Dr. John S. Pemberton. In May 1886 in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, I actually went to the Coca-Cola a factory when I was a child as one of my field trips. And uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. The drink's name refers to two of its original ingredients, coca leaves 
and African cola nuts, which gives it its source of caffeine. And yes, guys, the rumor's true. It is a fact. Coca-Cola's original recipe did include a small amount of cocaine until 1903. Part of Coca-Cola's early advertising claimed that it cured many diseases, such as morphine addiction, indigestion, nerve disorders, and headaches. It's funny. It's funny how during that time period, there were like so many different foods that was known to be a cure. You know, like your doctor would really prescribe you a food or a condiment like ketchup. Ketchup was prescribed for quite a few things, believe it or not. Take a look into that. All right. Now let's pick up the blue can. Pepsi was originally created in 1893 in New Bern, North Carolina by Caleb Bradham. At first, it was actually introduced as Brad's Drink. Eh, I like Pepsi much better. Brad's Drink, that's a bit bland. Seven years later, they decided to rename it Pepsi Cola. And finally, it was shortened to Pepsi in 1961. Now, believe it or not, there's some similarities here, so beware. It got its name Pepsi because it was advertised to help with indigestion or an upset stomach. So, it was named after the digestive enzyme Pepsin. Anybody ever remember the medicine in a pink bottle called Petmobismo? (laughs) same thing pepsin even though it was never an ingredient in the recipe for pepsi cola they still called it pepsi safe to say guys they were following i should say caleb was following coke's footsteps by deeming itself good for medical purposes that was the soda's way of entering the game you know Medical purposes. Drink this bottle of Coke and make your head feel better. Drink this bottle of Pepsi and it will fix your upset stomach. And, you know, and it went on too uh, with ginger ale. Ginger ale is very popular. Uh, I know ginger. I know ginger root uh, has many effects. But the amount of ginger that's in ginger ale. Come on, guys. It's it's. Not truly going to fix your stomach, but, you know, a lot of it is what's passed down in tradition. So, And plus, if you believe something's going to make you feel better, majority of the time, it might make you feel better. You know, the whole placebo effect, you know, mind over matter. But that's a whole nother episode. All right. Now that we know the cola's origins, let the war begin. As you can imagine, with Coca-Cola being first, it was off to a hell of a start. Pepsi-Cola, eh, not so much. The company actually went bankrupt 18 years after it began. At one point, the company was offered to Coca-Cola, but Coca-Cola declined it because they deemed Pepsi as nothing more but a second fiddle soda company. Hmm. 
However, in 1934, Pepsi returned from bankruptcy with a vengeance and it sold its 12-ounce bottle for $0.05 while Coke was selling its 6-ounce bottle for $0.05. It's hard to deny double the quantity for the same price. Also, to separate itself from its competitor, Pepsi-Cola began to market to people that were being ignored. In 1947, Pepsi broke the taboo of directly addressing and showing African Americans in its ads. The ploy of marketing to the African Americans were scorned at the southern states, and Pepsi was threatened by racist groups. However, Pepsi managed to greatly increase its sales among the African-Americans in the South, which is why I asked you guys in the beginning, what was your family's drink, Pepsi or Coca-Cola? Was you raised in a Pepsi home or a Coke home? Has your preference been passed down to you? Coca-Cola's advertising traditionally focused on wholesomeness, nostalgia, and family as a nourishing unit. In 1955, Coca-Cola used African-Americans for the first time in their ads. And also in the 1950s, it started to use the new nickname, Coke. So, at this point in the 50s and 60s, Coke was going for traditional and Pepsi was going for youthful. The war continues. Things really begin to heat up. In 1977, when Pepsi introduced the Pepsi Challenge. So, here's what will happen. Pepsi representatives set up tables in public areas with two white cups. One containing Pepsi-Cola and the other one containing Coke. As people passed by, they were offered to take a sip from both cups. And they had to decide which one tasted better. Can you guys guess which cola was preferred the most? Can I get a drum roll, please? Pepsi! That's right. People chose Pepsi more often. The campaign went well into the 1980s and Pepsi began to successfully win over Coke fans purely through the perception that was created by the results of the Pepsi Challenge campaign. Now that's some good advertising. You guys got to give Pepsi that. That's good. That's smart. It could have backfired on them because you don't know like what people would have chose. But the fact that people chose in their favor and they were able to throw that into Coke's face, ha, that's mighty damn good. From having a market share of over 60% in the United States, Coke's share plummeted to just 23% in 1983. Like I said, that Pepsi challenge was a pretty damn good challenge. Wow. From 60% to 23%. Could you believe it? So they went back to the lab, as you can imagine. Coca-Cola went back to the lab, made a whole new recipe, and put out a whole new can, 
labeled New Coke. And you guys, guess how long it lasted? Guess how long New Coke lasted? Probably just as long as Sprite Remix, but that's a whole nother story. A whopping 79 days. 79 days. The people who did enjoy Coke were upset. They said New Coke was too sweet. So, Coca-Cola brought back Coca-Cola Classic. And the sales spiked immediately. What did Pepsi do? Once again, this is a war, guys. It's going back and forth, back and forth. Pepsi returned fire with the infamous Michael Jackson commercial. You guys remember, Michael Jackson did a commercial for Pepsi for $5 million. And he said in the commercial, his face could not be shown for more than four seconds. What? I know you guys know the rest of the story. On the set of that commercial, in the midst of all the pyro that was going on, Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire. You guys remember that? Crazy. Each company tried to one-up each other by sponsoring major sporting events or getting famous celebrity endorsements, even endorsements from sitting presidents. It's crazy, guys. Can you believe that soda... Soda became political. Huh. Actually, I can't believe it because mask became political. <laughs> As you can imagine, with the color of the cans, in 2008, Pepsi endorsed, you guys know who? Barack Obama, which was the Democratic Party. And Coke backed John McCain, which was the Republican Party. Politics and soda. Crazy. All in all, guys, Pepsi put up a good fight. They may have won a few battles along the way, you know, by getting some of their market share. But as of right now, as you can imagine, Coca-Cola by far is the number one cola, let alone soda, in the world. Coca-Cola had a solid seven years head start. So, makes sense. Plus, they have McDonald's. Come on, guys. That alone will forever set the two companies apart from each other. Me personally, my family is a Pepsi family. I remember growing up seeing two liters of Pepsi in a fridge. You know, I remember sipping a cold glass of Pepsi. And you guys know how soda is, how it just, the spiciness just hits the back of your throat. Sometimes it's nothing like a cold soda. As you know, I kicked soda to the curb years ago, but I will admit, there's nothing like a vanilla vanilla. And to all my people out there, if you know, you know. A little vanilla Crown Royal paired with vanilla Coke, sheesh, that's the good stuff. With that being said, that's the end of our Cola War. Let's jump into our next segment, Have a Treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to watch, something for you to read, something for you to do, because you deserve to treat yourself. You deserve some time for yourself. So, with that being said, grab a fork. It's time to have a treat. 
what I recommend you watch is one of my favorite television shows to watch. It's fairly new. I actually started watching it this time last year. Well, no, I would say maybe around May. It was in quarantine. Quarantine just started a year ago. Around May of last year, I started watching TNT's Snowpiercer. I'm not talking about the movie, guys. No, 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 no. Not talking about the movies with Chris Evans. I'm talking about the television series that's now on Netflix. It was so good. When season two came along, which just started a month ago, Netflix had to get some skin in the game. So now you can go to Netflix and watch Snowpiercer. You can watch all of season one and each week after the new episode comes out on TNT, I think a week after or a few days after, it's on Netflix. So you guys check it out. Let me tell you what Snowpiercer is about. Snowpiercer is about, well, first of all, you know I like post apocalyptic world stuff. So the world froze over. It was the present day ice age. And so Mr. Wilford created a train, a train that was a thousand and one feet long. And all the people that had a chance brought a ticket to get on the train. However, even on the train, there is division. No matter what, we can't help but divide ourselves. So you have first class, and then you have second class, and then you had the tailies, which is way in the back who got treated the worst like homeless people, and then middle class was like, you know, the second class, and then up front was, you know, the bougie and, you know, the rich people. So once again, we can't help but divide ourselves up, even on a train after the world froze over. But check it out because I don't want to give it away, but obviously... When you're down at the bottom, you just want to make your way to the top. That's all I want to say before giving it away. Check it out. Snowpiercer on Netflix or TNT. Your choice. Now for something to read. What I recommend that you read is a book called Le Transpignage, which is actually the French book that created Snowpiercer. So, if you want to read the book, check it out. It's much, much more detailed and it breaks it all down. How the world froze over and how everyone got on this train and what happens next. So, hey, you could actually read the book and then watch the television show. But read the book if you want to see what happens at the end, because we're only in season two. And I think they already been renewed for season three. I mean, the show is just that good. So once again, you could read the book, Let Trespass in the Arch by Jacques Loeb and Jean-Marc Roche. All right, now for something to do. What I recommend that you do is go get two cups in your home, go get a 20 ounce of Pepsi, a 20 ounce of Coca-Cola Classic, pour a little bit in each cup, and see which one tastes better to you. And if you have other family members in your home that are not children, I mean, if you let your kids drink soda, so be it, have them try it too. But anyone else in the home who's down for the challenge, see which one wins. See which one is preferred the most. Pepsi or Coke? All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I deeply appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, then please send this link to one person on your phone so they can enjoy it as well. 
Before you leave, I'd like to leave you with this question. What could make you happier in life? Thank you.